Hi there, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we're doing episode number two of season three. Yay! Uh, it's called Fear and Clothing. Fear and Clothing. Um, and we're going to get into this, but I really like this episode. Yeah, uh, it has kind of a weird setup, but mm-hmm. an amazing payoff. And the setup was so weird that I had initially was like, have I never seen this episode of Fear yeah, and Grace? Yeah, that was funny to watch. So, Like, just her, like, processing that information. Yeah, so it was good, but yeah. yeah. Kind of like in the first season where we had the re-pilot. Yes. Kind of like the season premiere where it like reacquaints us with the characters. It kind of like brings us back into the story. We're going to use all the characters. It's just focused on our five main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a it's the official, official kickoff to the yeah. season. Yeah, it sort of feels like with this show, every season premiere is less like a season premiere and more like just like a teaser. Yes. And then like episode two seems to be the one that always comes in and is like, bam, we're on grace time. Yeah. No, it really, and this one's really definitely like that. Yeah. So uh, let's do the episode description and then we're going to talk about it. All right. Uh, Fear and clothing. Will's apartment resembles a disheveled boarding house when Grace seeks refuge after someone tries to break into her apartment. Will also tries to mediate between a feuding Karen and Jack. Um, disheveled boarding house is kind of right. Yes, I would. I agree on the disheveled boarding house, especially with the animals. Yes, that was funny. I also think that gets at the heart of one of the issues of the episode, which is that this living arrangement is really only a problem for Will. Which yes. I think we didn't really talk about off mic yet. No, but yeah, I think that is definitely true. Like it's. It's just so illustrated by that scene where Will, uh, we see Jack and Grace come in, Mm -hmm. take a coffee, take two donuts and walk away, and then Will comes back to get coffee and a donut. And there's no coffee and there's no donuts. And then he picks up his suit coat from the couch where the dog was laying on it. Class bon puppy. Class bon puppy. And then he shakes it out, puts it on, and then guapo, poops on it. Yep. So it was just, it's not working for Will. It's not working for Will at all. So, it, it's a very weird setup because, obviously, like, having Jack in the apartment is complicating things. And, like, right. Grace is still living across the hall. But, like, her living across the hall has always been, like, her still semi-living at Will's right. apartment. And then, so the setup of this episode is that Grace thinks she hears someone trying to break in. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, a bunch of delicious weirdness that happens immediately after that. But the result is that she kind of moves back in. Right. So, so for the length of this episode, we have three people living in this apartment. Which, logistically, I'm not sure how it works. I mean, only two bedrooms. Admittedly, I don't know where Grace is sleeping. I, on the couch, I guess. I want to say on the couch, but then based on Will and Grace uh, co-sleeping. Right. At Grace's apartment. They may just be co-sleeping. They maybe are cuddling and snuggling. Aww. Aww. Friendship. Sometimes Matthew and I snuggle when we're sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Good for friendship. friendship. Yeah. Um, however, I am more of the Will person when that has happened where I'm like, God, what is wrong with you? You're just, everything about the way you sleep is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, you know, if you don't like it, you can go back to your room. And I'm like, no. It's a clever concept. It's yes. hilarious to watch the three of them interact. Yes. Um, putting all three of them in such a close setting is just rife with comic potential. Oh, it absolutely is because it, um, we were talking about this a little bit, but like it just, it really gives Jack and Grace so much to do mm-hmm. because like clearly the conflict is that one of them has to go. Right. Like, it's an apartment for two people. It can't sustain the three. Yes. Someone has to leave. And it's Will's apartment, so Will gets to say... One of you has to go. Yes. So, like, they just, they fight so much, and we just get just these beautiful scenes where they're just, like, trading insults one after another, yeah. and it's very fast and quick and beautiful. One of the things that both of us really liked about this episode is how vignette-focused it is. Yeah. Um, like, it opens with this really unique, strange intro where, like, 
they hear a noise outside. And yeah. so Will comes out of his room sleepily and Jack comes out of his room sleepily. And then Jack's latest date comes out of his room sleepily. What was his name? He had a unique name. It was Mipanko. Yeah, Mipanko. And <laughs> so we have that set up and then it's, it's Grace being like, oh my God, someone just tried to break into my apartment. And then... Right. But then we just kind of get this, like, slew of vignettes one after another. Yeah. We have Will and Grace in Grace's apartment freaking out because there's noise. <laughs> and and Grace Grace being like, oh, God, there's noise. And Will opening the door and screaming, like, opening <laughs> and screaming at the same time. Ah! Yeah. And then we get the vignette where they come back in and Jack and Mipanko are playing some weird dice game. <laughs> They're called... playing Bog. It's like, it's like Tagly Dip, but with dice. Right. And then Mipanko's <laughs> and... father... Poppy. Poppy. It's, it's Poppy. And, and is there because he had a fight with his parents. And Jack is like, don't wake Poppy. And it, it feels <laughs> a little bit like you tripped on acid accidentally between right. these scenes. Because they don't... You're like, what is Bigly Bog? What is happening? And then there's the donut Poppy? There's a donut scene we talked about. Yes. Um, there is another scene where they're on the couch and they're fighting over remotes. And they keep pulling remotes out of the couch. <laughs> oh my god, that was my favorite. So like, it's like... So Will is trying to watch some like boring ass movie. Right. And then Jack wants to watch uh, Behind Music Mariah Carey. Yes. And then Grace wants to watch something. She calls it the Learning Channel, which I thought was so funny. So she right. wants to watch on TLC. They're like reattaching a woman's scalp. Right, right. Because TLC used to be like educational programming. Yeah. Now it's just like real quintuplets of Miami or whatever right, the fuck. Right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's just, it's, it's one after another. And it's, it's all exacerbating this frustration that Will feels that finally culminates with him telling them that there can only be two people in this apartment. Yes. But it it's such a strange structure for Will and Grace. Yes. With Will and Grace, we're really accustomed to problem, then like really linear, like dealing with that problem. Mm-hmm. This episode is very different in that it presents a series of situations that add up to a problem. Right. We kind of get, like you said before, like the vignettes where we get kind of just like... Um, like, we get these, like, little choppy bits of story, and they're also interspersed with, like, the conflict between Karen and Jack. Yes. So, like, the whole thing is very split up, and each scene has its own, like, specific, funny, unique thing that's happening. Right. Like, to me, it almost felt like a series of, like, connected 1X or something. Yes. Like, or, like... I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, I just, I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it didn't feel so much like a through-line episode and more like, uh, like, these these weird, just, like, tiny stories, and, like, right. things just kept building and building until right. we get to the end. And every sitcom has examples of that. But Will and Grace doesn't go to that well very often. No, we typically do see more of like a linear through line with them. If anything, what we see when we get more of a vignette style is we get that in the B story. Yeah, that's true. It's very strange to see an A story that's so vignette driven. Yeah, because our A and B story are both pretty Mm vignette-y. Is that a way to say that? I think so. I have an English degree. (laughs) (laughs) Vignette-y. Yes, the vignette-y stories. (laughs) The vignette-y. It lurks in the mountains. (laughs) But only for short periods of time. <laughs> only for a little bit. And then it goes away for a while, and then it comes back, and it's doing something totally different. <laughs> Very strange mythical creature. Watch out for the vignette. Yeah. It's just a strange, strange episode. I really liked it, though. Yeah. Like, Let's talk about the Karen and Jack plot, too, because that yes. is vignette but that has more of a narrative through line. Yeah. So, basically, if you remember from last season, mm-hmm. uh, Jack and Karen got into a big fight. Because Jack had married Rosario to keep her in the country because right. of her immigration status. Yep. And then Rosario was in love with Gardner. Yes. So she wanted to divorce Jack. Poor, and then, poor Jack. And then Jack was mad and want, and basically tried to take Karen like for all she was worth. Like he tried to like take legal action against her to be like, you need to support me financially. Which is weird for them to keep coming back to because that's played for laughs even in the episode it occurs in. Yeah. But the fact that like. 
Jack is, we, Jack is still angry, and so is Karen. Yeah, they're still both mad about it. Which we didn't really see last episode, I feel right. like. Right, yeah. I, well, we didn't really see them interact because Karen was right. mostly busy smuggling black pearls and right. experiencing guilt for the first time. But I guess what I had just assumed with this being the show is that this wasn't going to be a recurring Yeah, plot. me too. I mean, this is a sitcom, so you kind of assume a sort of reset each episode. And right. so I was surprised... When I, because again, like I, this episode, I haven't seen it in so long that it felt new to mm-hmm. me, which was great. Um, now you know how I feel every time. It's like, it's magical. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was, I was surprised that it came back too, mm-hmm. like, cause I had just completely forgotten about that. Well, it was, it was handled really well too, because it happens in Grace's office. Yes. And Jack just comes in and he doesn't shows, know that Karen's going to be there. just yeah. freaks out. Oh, my God. It's so funny because he shows up to yell at Grace for putting the toilet seat down. Yes, right. Because they live together now. <laughs> yes. And uh, he gasps because he's like, what is she doing here? It's 945. Shouldn't she be on her lunch? And then Karen's response is, what is she doing here? Shouldn't she be at the Y bobbing for boyfriends? <laughs> like... And then they just both react to each other so viscerally that they keep spitting all over Grace's office. Yes. And Grace is like, this is my office. Can you not spit? It's, it is an exceptional scene. It would be the best scene in the episode except for one that happens later. Yes. Because it's Karen and Jack at their most vile and virulent. Yes. And they're so angry with each other. And they know exactly how to push each other's buttons. Yes. It's amazing. Uh, it, it's exactly like a, uh, a married couple that's broken up. Oh, yeah. You like, know, I mean, like, the marriage is technically between Rosario and Jack, but clearly the bond that was broken yes. was between Jack and Karen. The real divorce is, is Jack and Karen. And there's some pain there. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, like, even... I know it's kind of silly, and, like, mm-hmm. Jack is an irresponsible adult who was relying on Karen to pay his bills while he was married to Rosario. Right. But, like, I think if you enter into some sort of financial contract with your friend, and then the friend ends it abruptly and you don't have, like, any, like, forewarning that it's happening, like, Mm -hmm. there would be some hurt feelings there. Like, that's legitimate. That's actually the same reason why I'm surprised that we've gotten over Will leaving the country so well. Mm -hmm. Why the other characters are more upset with him for that. Because Jack is upset with Karen for not agreeing to this contract or ensuring he gets supported. Mm -hmm. But, like, Will did the exact same thing and had almost no repercussions. Yeah, I am finding it very interesting because, again, it's been a while since I've seen this this specific set of episodes in this specific order. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of finding it surprising that there isn't more of a how-dare-you-leave-me sort of right. attitude and about I guess Will's leaving. My guess would be that it's coming at some point I mean, or that it's going to play into something in the future. I would... I want to say yes, but again, like, I am rediscovering as I've watched these last two episodes that, like, apparently my memories of season three are not as tight as I thought they were because I am being delightfully surprised by everything. You heard of your first listeners. Tess is a big fat liar. I'm going to punch you (laughs) in your boob. No, I like my boobs. Tit punch. No, no boob punching. I feel like we're going to need sound effects if we're going to start punching boobs on this show. No, I'll just make them with my mouth. Oh, is that the boob punch noise? Yeah, maybe. Well, guys, it's boob punch o'clock. <laughs> Sploing. No, no, it's more like, Sploing. Oh, Sploing. No, no, no. You're starting from a level of volume. There's really got to be a crescendo and a day crescendo. Oh, okay. No, don't do it again. You can't do it clearly. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> this has been the vignette segment. <laughs> do you think that's the noise the vignette makes? No, that's very different. Oh, what's the noise the vignette makes then? Oh. It's very haunting in the Himalayan Alps. You remember how when we started this, we were like, we got to get through this. We have a lot of stuff to say. <laughs> we always do this. You know what? You be nice to me or I'm going to send you the Himalayan Alps. <gasps> no. 
you remember how you had that roommate with the Himalayan rock salt everywhere? And it would yeah, sweat? It sweat everywhere. It was really, really irritating. Why does Himalayan rock salt sweat? I don't know. I guess we'll have to Google it and get back to you later, listeners. <laughs> Let's get back to the roommate dilemma, because I think, uh, since we talked about my second favorite scene in the episode, mm-hmm. I have to go back to my favorite scene in the episode. Yes, tell us about your favorite scene, Matthew. Um, my favorite scene, probably one of my favorite scenes in the show so far, is after Will yells at uh, Grace and Jack and tells them that one of them has to figure out who's staying in the apartment and who's going, he leaves, and we just get this lovely, small, but very lush scene where Grace and Jack just, like, lay the fuck into each other. Oh, Like, they are out for blood. Like, if you thought Jack and Karen hated each other, you would think that Grace and Jack hated each other after this. Oh, my God. It was, like, watching, like, a very vicious, sassy, shady murder. Like At one point, uh, Grace accuses Jack of having, what is it, underdeveloped calves? And he just, like... Like, physically recoils. Like, like, he reacts like he's been punched in the underdeveloped calves. Right. Like, oh my god, it's so funny. And he, like, tells her that her apartment smells like bologna and <laughs> some, and something, like, mildew or mm. some something, something. Bologna and mold, I think it is. Yeah, it was, oh god. That apartment was creepy before you got there. <laughs> oh, I did find, the one thing I did find kind of weird about that specific little exchange is that they keep referring to Grace having been robbed. And I don't know if this episode got, like, edited weird, but, like, she was not... Not actually She was robbed. robbed of her apartment and her safety. I guess, but like, I don't know. To, in the, at least in the version of the DVD episode we watched, there was no actual burglary. They seem to vacillate between deciding whether she was being robbed or if there's a haunted spirit in her home. Yes, because she was going to have her, uh, her aunt... Pasha. Pasha. Or whatever her name is. Yes, it was Pasha. You're right. Yeah. Her aunt Pasha was coming to get rid of the evil spirits, but then she'd have to get rid of her aunt Pasha. Right. <laughs> Very difficult. Yes. Damn it, Pasha. Damn it, Pasha. But it was just, it was such a lovely showcase for Deborah Messing and Sean Hayes. Yes. Who uh, are, like, obviously not characters who have not been afforded a number of opportunities on the show to really, like, run wild. Oh, but man, that was, it was a good, it was a good use of their talents. Like, yes. I was just so glad to just kind of let them just go nuts. Well, it was especially well-timed because I remember last week we were just talking about how interesting it was that Grace and Jack had started to get along again. Yes. As a result of living in the apartment together. Mm-hmm. I loved watching that come apart and then immediately come back together. Yes. Because the next time we see them, they have had their fight and Grace is apologizing for bitch slapping Jack and, and handing him a cup of tea and he's sipping the tea and they made the decision. Yes. And so their rancor is really short-lived. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It shows some evolution in their characters. Whereas mm-hmm. I think season one or season two, they would still be angry at each other. Yes. Now they've, they've lived together. They had their fight. They said their piece. They came mm-hmm. to an agreement, and Jack is gonna stay in the apartment, and, and Grace, Grace gonna... is gonna go back across the hall. I really like that. I like that you pointed out that you can kind of really see that they are close friends now. Yes, because like you even see it with how much they think alike when they're trying to play rock paper scissors yes. in the apartment, and they both just keep pulling scissors, and they keep getting madder and madder <laughs> each other because they can both keep pulling scissors, but then they start again, and it's just like scissors, scissors, and they stop. But they're supposed to like, we can't do scissors. You can't do scissors anymore. Scissors. <laughs> Like, it's, it's, it's just, it shows how much they're, like, on the same wavelength yes, now. Yes, they're trying to outthink each other, but they have the exact same brain in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think this episode also does a good job of highlighting the similarities between yes. Jack and Grace, but also kind of underpinning that while they're very similar people, like, Will has very different relationships with both of them. Yes. Like, he can't live with Jack. Right. But he well, can live with Grace. And that is the kicker of the episode, which is that when Will comes back and, you know, Grace and Jack are just sitting there, and Jack is having his tea, and Grace is like, 
They're at peace, and they're just like, we've made a decision. Jack is going to stay here because mm-hmm. he needs it more. Yep. And I'm going to go back across the hall and be a big girl. Yep. And have my Aunt Pasha, you know, de-spiritualize de- the space. And, and you, Grace is, like, on her way out of the apartment. And you just kind of see Will's face just, like, do a thing. And he's, right. He's clearly not cool Right. This is like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me try something. And then he <laughs> takes Jack and put or takes Grace and puts her in the couch. And gives her the tea. And gives her the tea. And then picks up Jack and puts him in the hallway. He, like, I literally wrote down, he, like, tries to feng shui his friends. Because like, he, like, looks at the room and he's like, yes. Yes, I think I like this better. Yeah. And Jack is like, excuse me. He's like, you cannot just throw me out on the street. I have a dog to support. <laughs> And, like, Will is like, no, 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 you'll sub like Grace's apartment. And by that, I mean, your mom and I will sub like Grace's <laughs> apartment. This is such an elegant solution, because obviously the solution is that one of them has to take the other yeah. apartment. And Jack doesn't care about the ghost and spirit. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's a big, burly man. And right. He's got Poppy to protect. Right. He's busy. <laughs> um, I liked it, and you know what it kind of reminded me of? And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think it's the episode of Friends called The One with the Embryos. Yes. Um, where they have... Where the friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the friends who are friends, the friends who are friends, Rachel and Monica who live together, and Chandler and uh, Joey who live together, they compete, and Ross like runs the quiz show. Yes, for who gets the apartment, the bigger apartment, which is the one top that, top tier friends episode. Yeah, it's like top five, if not the absolute best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, where the like there's sort of like a game element to it, mm-hmm. and then at the end, like there is a switch. Right. But like the difference here is that this switch is sort of like. Like, everyone's kind of okay with it. It's a reversion to the status quo. Yes. Um, We have Grace and Will living together again, as we did at the very beginning. Yes. Jack is living by himself. The difference is that now we know where Jack is living, so it's right across the hall. Yes, before, he kept trying to move in with Will. Right. And Grace was there. (laughs) Sort of living with his mom. And then... And then ultimately living living with Karen. Yes. By the end of of season one and the beginning of season two, Mm -hmm. he starts living with Rosario. Um, So this is basically kind of like a, a re... Imagined version of the pilot setup. Right. We talked a little bit about this off mic, but it's sort of like... So we kind of have like a double reset happening mm-hmm. here. So like with Will and Grace, they are kind of resetting to like the end of season one. Right. They're sort of resetting to that point where they're... Instead of making that decision to not live together, they're making the decision to live together. Mm-hmm. And they're just as unsure about it as they were in that season one finale. Right. But, like, they're making... Because nothing has really changed. Right. Like, they still have all the issues that they Mm -hmm. were concerned about when they moved out. But, like, now they're moving back in. I think that's a very interesting way for the episode to leave things. Because Mm -hmm. it is not just a complete sitcom reset back to basics. We're not saying we're back to the beginning of season one where Will and Grace went into this new phase of their relationship and we're just like, yeah, we're going to live together. Like, we have two seasons worth of history with them. Yeah. Two years of their lives, we can presume. Yeah. Where they have realized that living together is not always great for them. Mm-hmm. Even living across the hall is not always great for them. Right. Like, they're still sometimes too up in each other's business. And there is very much a feel in this episode as if Will is deciding not that he wants to live with Grace, but that he physically can't live with Jack. Right. Like, it seems to him like this is the only solution to get Jack mm-hmm. out of his apartment. And it's not great. Like, mm-hmm. they even have, they even explicitly say, like, I'm really unsure about this. And Grace is like, I'm really unsure too. Right. Which I kind of liked because, yeah. like, when we saw Grace move in at first, Will was very unsure. Yeah. And Grace was very sure. Right. And then she magically got out of her lease due to TV logic. Right, right. And then... You then, only get out of your lease once on TV. Note that she still has nine months left on this lease. Yes. Well, I was going to say she almost got out of another lease, but <laughs> she did not, so it okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I found that to be very interesting that even though they're both unsure that this time it is Will who is mm-hmm. sort of like 
He's he's making this happen. He's right. the one who's instigating it. He's choosing it. Right. And and I thought that was interesting too is that Grace doesn't really seem to have a say in it and well, is okay with it. She seems kind of okay with it though. Like it seems like she wasn't comfortable staying in that apartment, which I don't fucking blame her. Right. Um like I had my car broken into once and like I was afraid to drive it for a while, which mm-hmm. I know was like very irrational, but I just feel like whenever you have a break in, like it just right, really, it really affects with your head. you. Yeah. And so moving in with Will helps her feel safe. Yeah. And is a good way for her to just, like, accept that part of herself. You know, yeah. The part that likes Will and likes living with Will and, you know. Right, yeah. It's still not getting at any of the underlying problems that they're dealing with. hmm But that's our recurring theme, so we won't go into it in too much detail <laughs> this time. Yeah. But, yeah, also speaking of the reset um, is kind of the Jack and Karen reset that yes. we see. So the very last thing in the episode, other than, like, the kickers after the last credits air. Yes. Um, is that... Karen is coming up to the apartments for a reason that is not adequately explained. I think she's coming to apologize to Jack, though. God forbid ah, she ever that's tells right. him. That's right, because she is. She does apologize like right away. Yes, yeah, she does, and then she makes a big deal out of how like she doesn't apologize. The last person she apologized to is her mother, and that was court ordered. <laughs> <laughs> but it. Um, first of all, Jack doesn't accept her apology, which I think is another good piece of character development. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like in previous seasons she would have just bought Jack something shiny, and he would have immediately forgiven mm-hmm. her. And this time he's like explaining, he's like, no, my feelings were hurt. Like, But admittedly, he does undercut his point in a second because Grace walks out of Will's apartment. He's like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go get something in my apartment. And then trips over an invisible block. She trips on a line in the floor. Like, like comically bad trips. It's like, I've, I've done I laughed. I laughed at how badly Deborah Messing pretended to trip. So she More than the fact that Grace tripped. She trips, and then the door closes behind her, and then Jack and Karen laugh, and then like look at each other like, don't you dare laugh at me. <laughs> and then they like both just like they can't hold it in because you know they're terrible people. Right, but and like, you know, one time earlier this week, I saw her. She slipped on a bit of butter in the kitchen and just was this close to hitting the countertop. She could have lost an eye. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's such a perfect way for them to make amends. Is yes. that first of all, there is the level of Karen actually apologizing yes. because she was in the wrong in a lot of ways. Right. But then them realizing that they have. Too much in common for them to keep fighting. Yeah. So, like, they have their little giggle, uh, the misfortune of others, and mm-hmm. then, you know, they they skip off to uh, get Jack a present because Karen's like, oh, I was so upset I bought this. And Jack's like, for me? And she's like, no, but we can go get you a little something. <laughs> and then they decide to go to Bergdorf's, and this is beautiful throwaway line because Karen encountered Will there earlier. Mm-hmm. And she, like, just treated him like he worked there. And so they're in the elevator, and Karen's like, did you know that Will works there now? Like, <laughs> and Jack just is like, Oh, really? Like, just Good com- for him. Just completely accepts it. Like, doesn't yeah. bat an eye. It's so funny. It's a great return to form for them. It is. So, so it's yeah. good to see that that's not going to be a problem going forward. Right. So we have a reset of their friendship, but it's, like, not a complete reset. It's, right. like, it's more of a development for them. Yeah. Which I think is nice. I agree. I'm glad that they are friends and that there was an apology and that everything's going to be okay. They are friends. They definitely are friends. Friends, friends, friendly friends? They are definitely friends. <laughs> All right. I bet um, you thought we'd get through this episode without a crazy ex-girlfriend reference. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's all we have for this week. I think so, too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I it was a really about. packed episode, but we... It was. We're now... At, we're kind of, like, back at square 1.5. Yes. Um, <laughs> we just keep inching along a little yeah, bit. Yeah. All of our characters have learned a little bit, and now we're back in a place where we can start telling stories with them again. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of where we didn't leave it in, at the end of episode one of this season. Yeah. It's hard to... Like, it wasn't immediately clear. Like, they could have just started telling stories again. Mm-hmm. But I think this episode makes really clear how much the writers wanted to get back to a place of comfort. Yeah. Rather than changing too much. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it would have been fun to see a season where Will and Jack live together and deal with that. Oh, I feel like that would have been stressful. But, well, and there's not as many writing opportunities with it because yeah. you basically have this episode. Yeah. And then you got to keep doing that over and over again. I mean, like, I feel like if they had tried to write an entire season where that was, like, at this point where that was the thing, just because it's, like, you know, 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. like, they would have had to try and hook Will and Jack up. And that would have felt super duper icky for everyone. Yeah. So. so, this is simpler, this is easier, and it's clearly where their comfort zone is. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see Will and Grace back together again. Yep. For now, for who knows how long. They'll never have problems again. <laughs> I am glad to finally see them get back together. Yeah. After predicting it was going to happen so many times yeah. and being so wrong. Matthew was, like, anxious throughout the entirety of season two waiting for this moment. Yeah. Whereas this time I didn't even see it coming. I know. It was really great to watch your face. <laughs> um... So, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Will and Grace will live together. We'll live together. Yeah. We're living together. They're living together. All is well. Yay. Huzzah. All right. Uh, Tess, why don't you tell everyone that, where they can find us on social media? All right. So, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at NotACoupleShow, on Tumblr at NotACouplePodcast.tumblr.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash NotACouple. Uh, we have a Gmail account where you can send us emails. That's NotACouplePodcast at gmail.com. And we host our show notes on medium and our show is on mixed cloud and also itunes yay. yay thanks so much for listening to everybody uh we'll be back again next week yeah with more will and grace excitement and possibly the vignette yay yay i'm matthew i'm tess and this is ben not a couple bye this episode of not a couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat Eliza. This episode was brought to you by the Yeti Games' newest sensation, Woggly Tag. If you're a fan of Tagly Dip or Bigly Bog, you'll love Woggly Tag, which is like those other games, but for adults, you play naked. <laughs>